0: and welcome back to another episode of your girl says with your host Tonya Bailey and today your girl says get your ass up and vote good night guys so or good morning depending on whenever you're listening to this so it's nice to uh come on again and it's been such a long time but I've just kind of settled into university so I thought um with the general elec- general election coming up I thought it was essential I do a podcast on this because um, I've been looking over social media for the past couple of days, and what has come to my attention is that people lack serious knowledge on basic politics, and I think that that is very important, especially when you're going to vote in, s- in such a significant election as this. Now, um, I'm just going to run through a couple of things. Um, it's going to be a lot of political jargon, which I will break down for you so that you can understand kind of the the, um, the general t- undertones of what I'm going be talking about, but. I'm just going to be talking about the importance of voting, how you can go about voting, tactics that have been used in, the, in both parties' campaigns so far, and why it's smart to vote in a certain way. And then lastly, I will close with my opinion. So if you're ready to sit down and talk some politics with me, uh, let's go. <coughs> so I'm kind of going to target this podcast specifically to um, young voters 18 to 24, and also because this is a... Uh, Black podcast. I'm going to target this to um, to black and minorities as well. So specifically, it's for everybody that I'm specifically talking to. You. Um, so why should you vote? Wh- like, what is the point in voting? See, I, ha- I um, have a lot of people around me that not teenagers, but a lot of family members and older people around me that just don't believe in voting because a lot of them don't feel like voting does anything, and they don't feel like their vote even matters, and that regardless, there's just a big distrust in politicians but i think one key thing to separate and to acknowledge as well is in a, in a british election election we're voting for a party not the ca- not the candidate so we're actually voting either labour tory ukip green party etc we're voting for a party now over the y- over the years it's been it's been clear that the uh, leader of the party has been the become the face of the campaign and has got so much the party and it looks like it's not so much the party that we're voting for, but in reality it actually is the party that we're voting for. Now, why I stress that it's so important to vote is because if we look um, historically in other countries, uh, South America, America, and even Britain, for example, people have been incarcerated, people have died, people have protested for the right to vote, and I think in this day and age it's 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 so important to cast that vote because the moment that you don't vote means that you're doing more harm than good. Now I say this to say, by that I mean you not voting means you're marginalising yourself further and you're giving yourself less of a voice. Now because you haven't voted, your your, um, your opinion isn't going to be heard in this election if you don't vote. You can't expect others to vote on your behalf, if that makes any sense. So your I- your ideology, say if, for example, like m- myself, I'm Labour, I can't expect, oh, there'll be loads of other Labour voters, and then hopefully, you know, you can't hope in that way. You need to be an active... If you're into politics, not even if you're into politics, if you live in Britain or live in, e- in England, UK, Ireland, etc., it's important that you vote and you get your vote out there so that you can have a voice in what's going on and what's going on in your country and what's going on in your school in your job in your household etc how because the result of the general election kind of affects the way in which everybody lives so that's why i think it's so important to vote historically in britain um way back when uh, men um over 30 with houses were the only ones allowed to vote and then thank god in 19 i don't even want to butcher the year but after the, <laughs> after the suffragettes Women were allowed to vote. Now they have this thing called universal suffrage, which is basically the ability to vote. So if you have um, suffrage, you you can vote. However, um, homeless people and prisoners um, cannot hold that vote because they do not have uh, an address. So that is why they are not able to vote. That's a whole topic for another day because I'm very passionate about universal suffrage and absolutely everyone having the right to vote. But that's a completely different topic for another day. So. In all, all, in all, it is extremely important that everybody, if you're over the age of eighteen, I think, believe in Scotland, if you're over the age of sixteen, that you get up and vote on um, December the twelfth for our general election. <coughs> all right. So now I'm going to go about on um, how to vote because many of you will be our first year, your first year voting or your second year voting, etc. And I think there's a <laughs> a lack of knowledge in this area, especially when I'm going through Twitter. Twitter is giving me an absolute headache at the moment because there's just people spewing just archaic views, uh, uneducated views, and it's just really giving me a migraine. So right now what I'm going to do is just going to enlighten some of you, and some of you may have already been been enlightened and just need a refreshment of how to go about voting and all that great stuff. So in Britain, um, in the UK, similar to America, we use a system called First Past the Post. In America it's called "When It takes all." but in um, Britain, FPTP is a uh, majoritarian, no plurality system, sorry, whereby the party or candidate with the most votes wins. So that means that you do not need over 50 percent to win. you just need more than your other candidates to win. So um, before you can even vote, you need to be able to register and how you can register to vote and be eligible to vote is you have a house have a national you need a national insurance number you should have got this when you're about 15 or 16 to register to vote now when you register to vote it's also um just an, in, an incentive here that um, registering to vote can help you to buy a house when you're older that's just a little fun fact there so you can register um via the gov.com that's just the um the, n- the normal uk government website where you go up sign up um, to get passports driver license the exact same website you can get it on there only a couple of minutes so feel free to um, go on there this is not sponsored by the way A lot I like wish it was <laughs> anyway so uh, you're probably wondering how can I vote which ways can I vote I'm a very busy person I have got time well that's great because there are many t- ways in which you can vote you can vote via postal via proxy proxy just means that somebody else um, will go and vote for you uh, if you trust them that is and then in person so you're probably also wondering where can I even vote like where where is that within your local um, constituency you can there's probably a community center a church a town hall all these sort of um, community spaces tend to be polling stations so you could ask your note lo- you could go on your local uh, con constituency website or type in on Google where is my nearest polling station and it should tell you so those are all just the um, little facts about how to go about voting any more questions just go on thegov.com right so you guys are probably wondering why after such a long sabbatical i'm choosing to um come back and do a podcast i was planning to come back a little bit later so like perhaps during the christmas period but just looking at the tactics being used during this campaign both labor and um conservatives i literally just i i I have to so i'm just going to talk about scare tactics at the moment so from what i've been seeing especially on social media they have been bombarding us, bombarding us with little pop-ups of um, labor and conservative trying to push us to either reaffirm our already affirmed um, ideologies or beliefs or to um, enlighten us on new way on new information etc which you probably already know um what i've seen today especially and today i'm coming it's 29th of the 11th um so the bbc are trying to disregard young voters so on instagram i saw a little post and it was like on the bbc's instagram page and they were saying ah uh, voting can be a bit meh and then i clicked then the other their next story and it was like uh, elections can be a bit meh and they were using all these pop-ups and and gi- gifts etc uh, trying to really get them you know into the the 18 to 24 year old bracket and kind of um of relate in a way and then the following story from that was um it was a little poll questionnaire and it was like tell us one thing you ha- you prefer to do rather than vote or i don't want to b- i don't want to give you voting information but it was one thing you prefer to voting or one thing you like more than elections, something along those lines feel free to look at their um story now it should be up for about 24 hours on the bbc uh, bbc um instagram page And I thought, this is very interesting. So they're kind of um, subliminally trying to disregard us to vote because, in my opinion, in the 2017 general election, um, Jeremy Corbyn, um, in his pressure grassroots grassroots organisation, Momentum, gained 30,000 young voters just in the space of his campaign alone. So really rallying the support from the celebrities, the young voters, really helped to get his vote. And I think that's exactly what the BBC kind of scared of these young voters coming in and making such a big impact because I know before a lot of us have thought oh we don't really m- our vote doesn't really count it, it really does and I'm in, our ne- in my next segment I'm going to tell you all about why it counts so much another scare tactic being used by the conservatives not the BBC but the conservative conservatives this time is Boris Johnson himself um, as prime minister he has the prime minister pa- prime ministerial power to um, hold the general election when he sees fit So by boris johnson holding the election on the 12th this is a very interesting date and if you don't go to uni you won't think this is an interesting date at all but for me what i have noticed is that um, here at warwick we break up around uh, the 6th or the 7th so this doesn't really affect us as much but other unis break up on the 12th the 13th the around the 12th or the 13th so what this does it makes registering harder because You can either register to one or two addresses and if you're traveling from far back to uni back home or even staying in uni it can make it difficult to vote and this essentially is um quite interesting when you look at the date in which boris chose to do this election so imagine if you're coming home from uni on the 12th it's very unlikely that after um carrying emptying out your room carrying all your stuff home you're going to want to go down to a polling station and stand in line and vote that's just my opinion you can agree you can agree to disagree i'd rather you not disagree on my platform okay also another scare tactic that i thought going around in this campaign are just buzzwords and i think buzzwords are really important because they really stay in the mind of the electorate and by the electorate i mean voters and individuals and especially those that don't even listen or are engaged in politics in that way when we pass the television or we um, read the headline of the newspaper these buzzwords are the buzzwords of liar, untrustworthy, pig, anti-Semite, anti anti-Semitic, um, scruffy, bold, old, all these things. These are the key words that we pick up on and therefore when we are building our, um, our ideology or we're building our opinion, these are the buzzwords that ring true with us. Um, that's just my opinion, but um, it's kind of uh, evidenced in this book and it's called... Um, the law of attraction and it's basically what you're exposed to and things that pop up that sort of thing so um read that book actually it's quite good nothing to do with elections but it's just the whole thing about buzzwords and i think just subliminal um subliminal tactics and scare tactics that, that are being used in this election to get a certain result so we s- saw this with cambridge analytica we saw this with um the newspapers painting jeremy corbyn as like the most you know, communist the communists and just we saw this with um, even Boris Johnson with um, the attacking of his image, which bear in mind it's not really an attack; it's the truth. We digress. So um, all of the ab- all uh, all, of the ab- all of the above and prior to what I just said is basically just scare tactics that I believe are being used in um, this general election. So if you agree with me or not, please do let me know. <coughs> all right, moving on. Why is it smarter to vote for only Labour or Conservative? Well, let me, di- let me uh, divulge. So the reason why I believe, in my opinion, and I'm sure many other politics students will agree, that it's uh, much better o- to vote Labour or Conservative is because of the nature of our electoral system. Now, the electoral system is what we use to vote. I mentioned it prior. It's called First Pass the Post. I'm just going to shorten it call it FPTP. Um, first past the post actually um, because of the way it kind of um, the mecha- mechanisms of it it reinforces a two party system now what a two party system is means that there are two dominant parties that that constantly get into power this is seen in America with the Republicans and the Democrats and it's also seen in England with the Conservatives and the Tories this is way back this started way back when um, so uh, much, much um, earlier on um, in the years, but it's carried on until now. So what we've seen over the years, it's always been a struggle between Tory and Labour. Obviously, we've had breaks in this w- in 2010 when we had the uh, coalition government between the Lib Dems and the Conservatives. And then we had a hung parliament after Theresa May. And those are kind of extreme circumstances and, um, and whatnot. So just we're going to disregard those for now but it's smarter to vote only Labour or Conservative because if you vote for parties such as the Green Party, yes, that might uh, return that might return some votes and, g- and gain them some seats in certain areas, but overall they are ha- they're, nev- they're not going to win the election. Uh, smaller parties such as UKIP, Green Party, SNP, all these sort of things, they are hardly ever going to win a UK general election and this is because First past the post, um, it exaggerates the winner and it excludes minor and extremist parties. Now many champion the fact that it, it, it um, excludes extremist parties from ever getting seats because that means that extremist ideologies and ideals are exempt from U- the UK political scene. However, the fact that um, these minor parties are excluded means that parties as as Green, um, Liberal Democrats, all these other ones, um, they don't people that vote for them they don't get representation they hardly get seats so for example uh, a liberal democrat um got loads and loads of votes in the 2017 election however this only returned no sorry ukip sorry (laughs) don't kill me please ukip got loads and loads of um votes in the last general election but however the way in which our first-past-the-post works, our electoral system, it only returned one seat. When you vote, your, your um, vote is then transferred into seats. UKIP got uh, thousands of votes, but this only returned one seat, so in, so in that saying that, it didn't really mean anything, because they were never going to win the election anyway. So this returns wasted votes, um, and it just creates voter fatigue, and that's what I believe that a lot of um, the British people have nowadays. They, uh, they don't want to vote because they don't believe their vote will count. They don't want to vote because what's the difference? It's always going to be Labour or Tory. But honestly, just remember that you're not voting for that candidate. Leaders change all the time. We have elections, fixed elections, every five years. So, and it seems to be that every government has you know, an, an issue of their own. They're not great in all aspects. Um, so now I'm going to move on to safe seats. I'm just going to kind of dive into kind of what that is. Safe seats are in constituencies. So, for example, Croydon, Croydon um, is a swing as a is not a safe seat. A place that would be seen as a safe seat would probably be um, Surrey. Some ca- some um, constituencies in, in uh, Surrey are more likely to be Conservative than they are to be Labour. So now, if you are a Labour um, a Labour individual living in a Conservative area, it it is m- still vote for labor but just be aware that it's very unlikely that your constituency will be la- will return a labor seat it's more likely that it will return a conservative one now when we on to swing s- swing seats swing sti- seats are constituencies where it could literally be either labor or conservative that um get that seat for example um croydon in south london is a swing seat so it it can be either labor or conservative depending on how people vote so this is very important um to know because this is how the slightest change in voting uh, the in a slightest change in voting an increase or decrease in voting can really affect you yourself because if your cons- constituency is was labor and is now conservative that might change the way you operate in your every- everyday life we don't know so that's why i think it's really um smart to vote for either Labour or Conservative because you're m- more likely to get representation in that way. So you might not like all of Labour's policies or all of Conservative policies, but make sure you look through their manifesto or even just um, their policies on healthcare, care, um, taxation, the economy um, and all these other um, important issues and see whether you can find things that are similar or that align with your ideology or your beliefs so yeah it's very smart in this day and age especially with our le- electoral system so either labor or Conservatives, just so that you are always represented within the election okay so if you made it to the end of this podcast my last segment and i'm going to be talking about my opinion and why i'm voting labor and not conservative i mean you guys could have probably guessed that I'm going to go voting this, anyone, anyway. So I'm, def- I'm definitely voting for Corbyn. Um, and this is just my personal views. A lot of people don't like to share their personal views, but I'm not too fussed about that. So I'm definitely voting for Corbyn because um, the sort of person that I am, and I've been looking through his, um, history, his history as a politician, he has defied the wit, and the wit is basically um, uh, other... Um, members of parliament called whips that force an mp to vote in a certain way if it's a third line whip then that that means that they have to vote for this um this bill so jeremy corbyn has defied the whip more than any mp in history but has still been able to become the leader of his party now i think this is really important because um he believes in his voice he believes that demonstrates that he believes in his words. That he believes that he doesn't have to sacrifice his morals or his um, or his beliefs for um, the government. If that, if they, they, if they don't align, and to me, that is a really important thing for a leader to not sacrifice their integrity for the government. We've seen this happen time and time again. Let's think of um, David Cameron, for example, um, in twenty sixteen and twenty fifteen when he was facing. A backbench rebellion and he was fa- feeling pressure from within his party and the factions within his party to have an EU referendum. Now, in my opinion, if that was Corbyn, even though there are many, many factions within Labour, he would never um, yield to the pressure in that way if that didn't align with his beliefs. And I think that's really important. Now, others may uh, disagree. I'd rather you not on my platform and say, and say that oh, it's the makings of someone who is not, prag- is not pragmatic, but I think that's a, I- the complete opposite. You need a leader that is strong in their beliefs and that will not change and be people-pleasers. Because the worst thing about people-pleasers is that they're fecal and that you, they are not dependable people. Now, a lot of the bus- buzzwords are going around about Corbyn not being trustworthy, but I really do believe that that is the complete opposite of his character now. I'm going to move on to boris johnson and why i'm not voting for um the conservatives um besides the fact that they are a party known for their race their racism bigot- bigotry xenophobia anti-islamic just overall stupidity and incompetence when it comes to um, the economy uh their leader boris johnson i just don't think he, he knows what he's doing i think that he wants to come across a certain way and his words and his actions completely differ also, I don't believe that he actually knows what he's doing with Brexit. He promised us that he would return a, a Brexit deal or no deal, etc. We'll, um, on Halloween. This did not happen. So what does that say about his word? Is he very trustworthy? Can we trust in him? Moving on. Uh, Going to talk about policies now. Um, so te- Tory policies don't really align with my ideology and my uh, my ethnic background. So I don't really feel like it's right for me to vote for them. By all means, if they in my view yours, yours, go ahead and vote. But I d- don't believe that the Tories really represent um, ethnic minorities. I don't really believe that they they even think that there's an importance in uh, standing up for immigrants, um, which we, see we saw with the, I- the Windrush scandal. Um, they definitely don't believe in uh, welfare, which I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in welfare, because um, it, it's, a, it's a hand up, not a handout, and it really helps people get back on their feet. However, um, the Tories have just, as we've seen, cut public spending. Au- austerity is just ridiculous, causing people to suffer. The economy is in tatters after Brexit. Uh, the, the pound was devalued, I believe, for a couple of days, or if not months, or is still now. Um, and just overall the cuts to public services, when really the cuts to should be to um, corporations, etc., even though, yes, I'm aware of trading, etc., all these things. But <coughs> in all honesty, what really needs cutting is definitely not the public services. So um, you can, you can kind of say that uh, Corbyn's policies and Labour's policies really are in line with my ideologies. For example, I'm for increasing corporation tax, um, taxing the top 1% um, or the 5%, etc. Uh, because I think t- t- to increase income tax is ludicrous and we need to fund the NHS somehow. So I think that's the best way to do that. And I think that Corbyn believe, um, stressing the fact that there is um, poverty and people are struggling, and welfare services are dying, our NHS is dying, and that we need to help and fund that in some way, and then for people to laugh at him, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I, show and I think that really shows the climate that we are currently living in the social climate, if not the political climate, that we are currently living in. Now, um, one key thing that I kind of want to um, focus on is the NHS. So, what we've seen in the uh, the prime ministerial debates uh, last week was that um, Boris Johnson was refusing to admit that he had um, talks with um, America and or Trump. To sell the NHS or sell parts of it or shares, etc., to the US. Now, the reason why this makes me so unsteady is if we look at the state of the state of America's um, healthcare services, you can't even go and see the doctor without paying probably two hundred dollars upwards, or going or going into labour. You have to pay rent for that room. You have to pay for that um, that ambulance. I think we are so ungrateful on how. How we're privileged with the NHS and how we have free healthcare. How many countries do you know that have that? Now, Jeremy Corbyn in that uh, debate brought out papers, um, evidence, or ocular proof of um, Boris Johnson blatantly lying about selling off shares to Trump. And I think that we need to look back into history for this one and look back into when. Britain decided to make partnerships with America, and how well that benefited us. But so let's even even go back to Margaret Thatcher and her great friendship with Ronald Reagan and his Reaganomics, and uh, her just hardline uh, conservatism and Thatcherism, which ended up getting her <coughs> getting her to resign. Or let's look at Tony Blair and then his partnership or uh, friendship with George Bush and him going to Iraq. The tension and that caused within Britain the, the, m- the march that that inspired all these things So I think we need to look back and see that maybe the, the NHS being sold or shares being sold to America may not be the greatest thing if I'm going to be politically correct here. So all in all that's my opinion I'm gonna vote Labour I hope that you do the right thing and you look into policies and you see which ones best align with your ideology and if you we, if we really take a good look at the social climate we are in right now and really think, are the Tories really going to um, help us get out of this, um, this space that we are stuck in? Now, if you want more information on Boris Johnson, I do have an se- uh, episode previously where I talked about um, his ideologies and what he's come out with and why I think that he is such, um, such a horrid leader and just not meant for the role of Prime Minister. So if you want more info on that... That on Spotify and um, on lo- all podcast and streams so all in all I'm voting Labour and I hope you do <coughs> all right to conclude guys I hope that you all get your ass up and vote on um, December the 12th for this general election and I hope that I was very informative you know all about voting now you know where to vote how to register to vote where you're going to vote who you're going to vote for um, so I'll be back again with another um podcast episode and so your girl says good night